0: ready now and here we go okay we're now live good afternoon everyone Thank you for joining my 151st episode of the beast motor tech Tuesday yes 151 wow it's been a great journey with all of you here let's go says Ethan Rosenberger good seeing you as well I'm here at a beautiful facility in Beverly Hills known as Brixton forged they're the guys who did the wheels as you can see on the K3V and for those of you on YouTube, thank you so much for allowing me to use this opportunity as an archive moment. And thank you, Miguel, for making this edit happen. Hello, BBD. Good seeing you indeed. And hope you're doing well. Hello, Arlen. It's going well, Ethan. I'm just here in Beverly Hills, hanging out with my good friends at the Prison Forge. And thank you so much, Cody and Adam, for allowing me to have your beautiful facility as a venue for this 151st Tech Tuesday. Hungry's in the house courtesy of Turok. Good seeing you indeed. JDM for life. Hello. Ima Moose. Yay. Thank you so much. Aaron Chari. Hello. Jay. Good afternoon, sir. Some great news. I look forward to talking to you later this week. Hello, Falcon Lover. Hopefully all is well. Arif. Arif. Good afternoon. Moose. Greetings. Things are going well at Parse 24. And thank you for joining me once again on this Tech Tuesday. Joo says Rob De Jong, good seeing you. Wagon Mike, yo, yo. Future projects, yes, and that's one of the reasons why I'm here. As you know, Britain and forge, these guys are extremely creative and also amazing engineers, as you can see, they were able to put this beautiful K3 together. I mean, the wheels really make that car. And we have two projects coming up, which are quite advanced in nature, and we were discussing some very good uh, strategies for a wheel design that's very different, but can also break the internet. And also I'll give an opportunity to explore their wheel designs as well yeah jdm for life no week today it's at the facility in ontario and i typically use that when people judge me more ev please devil 2jz i'm telling you that for sure will come what's the best car to build on a budget road drive as james got bread you know what it is some of you may or may not like this but believe it or not it's the mazda miata it's a very cost-effective vehicle that it's amazing. I mean, I drove a recent MX-5, and I couldn't believe how much fun I had with less than 200 horsepower. It was amazing. Yeah, it is a budget road drive. It is, Kyle. Um, that really is a budget one that you have a lot of fun with. Hello, Epic Rider 72. Good seeing you, indeed, Ken. Hopeful as well. E36 M3 says Batman Kent. Um, those aren't super cheap right now. <laughs> only something on the budget, but those are very good projects, and which is great. Um, I put up a photo today, right? It was something that Kaiser or Kaizel, the Kaiser, did a render of really making the newer M3, M4 look much better. He started off with a a newer body that currently exists and kind of put his own touch to it with the new grills. I think it's okay looking, you know? Um, A lot of people don't like it. So I probably have to see that in person to have a good grip on that. Um, K-Swap EG, Boosted tuned, K-Swap EG is not a real drive. come on now. Do you sell a head package for the GK5? Yes, I have camshafts and valve train. So let me know, send me an email at sales at and we'll get to you, no problem whatsoever. Buddy got an E36 M3 for 8600, that's a good price actually. But you can get Miatas for like 1500 bucks. <laughs> which is amazing, sometimes $800, you know. Glad to see the original livery, thank you. Likewise, that, um, I, don't get me wrong, I love what the team did with a glass hammer set up. It was for filming, which is good, but the original livery, it's, 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 it has a story, it, it, it's very vibrant, and I like it as well. So I like both, but it, it's also good to be back to the original livery indeed, you know? If you're going to buy Miana Miata, find out without a uh, lifter tick. It's so annoying. That's a good point, Gordon. And you know what helps with lift lifter tick is the oil. So when you use some of that oil, it does a very good job in putting that at bay, so that's why I love to use it as well, you know? Yeah, Rural Drive, that's what he said. How much for the poster? So here's what you do: write to the guys at uh, Brixton, ask them how much for a pose. They can make one for you. This is their special one, which is amazing, you know. I want to build a three fifty six, three fifty six Cooper TV, That would be pretty cool. If I had a three fifty six, you know what I'd do? I'd totally electrify it, which would be good. Hello, Fox Design, yo. Good seeing you, indeed. Fox, I need to get you involved with some of our EV, EV projects. So for those of you who don't know Paul, he's back east, great guy. He contributed immensely to the Civic wagon that we built. He has a lot of nice trims, wood, very creative guy, very big on details. And even with the center seat we did for Mattel for Hot Wheels, he also gave this beautiful, beautiful wooden shifter that'll be immortalized in the Hot Wheel, how should I say, uh, museum forever. So I haven't done anything with him on the Porsche EV stuff. So I definitely need to tap into that creativity of his and make something happen, you know? Ken, whatever you want, I'm here for you. No problem at all. You know me, I have your back, you know? Um, yo, NYC Boosted, good seeing you indeed. You guys are just yoing all day today, which is pretty good. And you know what, I really appreciate all you guys joining me here, and I'm telling you, the cool thing about Brixham 4 is they have a variety of wheels that are amazing, You know, something very bespoke like this, and they can make bespoke wheels. I found out today, shame on me, they make truck wheels too. So they have more of a, an off-road division of Bridgestone Forge, which they have some very beautiful designs that are very well engineered. And above and beyond that, there's no guesswork with their designs. They do a lot of FEA analysis and make sure that their wheels not only look the part, but perform on a very robust as well. So I love them. I trust my life to them. I choose that car mostly in triple digit speeds and have no challenges whatsoever, which is great, you know? My pleasure indeed, Paul. We appreciate your genius and creativity. Build some Nissan says NYC goal. I just made because that new 400, I like. The new 400, I like that, so they did a concept, Nissan launched this about three weeks ago, and that's probably the the nicest Nissan I've seen in a long time. Has a lot of nods to the old school vehicle, but also it's twin turbocharged, V6, and manual. Everything we enthusiasts want in a petrol engine, and it's there. So I feel that aftermarket is gonna embrace this very nicely, but you know me, I love old school and new school, right? So I wouldn't wouldn't mind building a new Nissan, and going to town on that, and then building a throwback Group 5 ZX, that would be just, the cat's meow throwback boxy fiberglass crazy group 5 nissan datsun and a newer 400 that'd be fantastic you know how do you get a sponsorship for pure asked benny Well, benny here's all you do is i make it very simple for you and you let them know i sent you because they have a process on the website where you're putting all this information it's pretty cool but if you want something like just like that when we're done with this interaction today go on to the Pure All USA Instagram page, DM them, let them know I sent you, and just tell them, hey, BC said, hook me up with a sponsorship, and they'll make it happen, it's that simple. Don't forget, go there and make it make it, make it it happen, eh? Can you make a Ferrari? Well, I cannot make one, but I can modify one quite heavily. I love the new one, there's a Ferrari right here, I'm gonna show that to you guys, let me just move this, this device real quick, forgive me for those of you on YouTube, I'm gonna switch this around, and uh, let's see here, and, See, there's a fry right there, right there in the showroom, which is pretty cool. And I can modify them. So I cannot make one from scratch. I don't think I'm even allowed to do that. But by all means, I have the capability of modifying them and making them lots of fun. It's over here where I was before. Where are you today? Ask my good friend here, Uy Parse24. I am in Beverly Hills, off of Robertson, at the Brixton Forge headquarters. They design all the wheels that I use on my cars. I love their equipment amazingly well, very well put together. Above and beyond that, the engineering is superb. So you know how he, he, most of the time things are well engineered but they don't look good, or they look good and they are not rooted at all in any kind of engineering? Well, they have the, the both, you don't have to. j said he, he submitted a sponsorship request but haven't heard back in a week. Shame on them, I'm gonna have to give them a call and find out what's going on. Um, I know that things kind of slow down in Massachusetts but it shouldn't take that long, you know? I lost the last Tuesday cause my phone failed. I was so mad. Oh no, Rod Motorsports. But well, I did put it up, so it's still on IGTV here. And on my, if you go on uh, the Motor YouTube page and subscribe, you'll see it there as well, which is pretty cool. Thank you, Iparse. My pleasure, indeed. I got an R33 for you to build. I'm down to do it. An all-electric Ferrari F40. I like how you think, AVDN. Dn. The ideal would be an F40 with about 700 horsepower, about 600 pound foot of torque, Would you know, which would be absolutely fantastic. That'd be so good. Do you do all client cars or just all 911s? I, I am not marquee specific. And what I mean by that is, you know how people see Jeleno and he loves all kind of cars? Well, consider me the Jeleno of modification. So that's pretty cool. So I love all kind of vehicles. So if you come to my facility now, you see an EG Civic being turbocharged. You see Porsches, you see Hyundais you see a Rolls Royce, you see Teslas, you'll see Lotus cars, um, let me see, I'm going through my mind here, you see a Honda minivan, <laughs> there's so many different vehicles there. And, uh, but I do have a lot of Porsches there that come in, but I am not market specific, I love anything that can go fast, you know? I can see a building an EV Ferrari, says Kyle, as uh, is the trend now. Yes, but you know, one thing about me and the guys here at Briggs & Forge is that we don't follow trends, we tend to pave our own paths and walk that path properly, right? So that being said, um, I see the whole safari thing is kind of a big deal, but I don't know about following that trend. I kind of want to do something a little different, you know? BC Rolls, says Kyle. Yes siree, that's the plan. That'd be pretty cool, right? (laughs) Hello, Kingsway Exotic. Good to see you, good afternoon. a class Audi, hello. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'll ship you the R33. Make sure you call first, book it with Lindsay, because we have a lot of project cards coming in. We have to get you online, get you in queue. So getting a queue is very important, right? So make it happen. What about an EV Honda Z600 car? That'd be a lot of fun. You know, the cool thing about EV cars, and I've said this before, and I was against them, so I'm even wearing my shirt of the K3, which is crazy. I was really against EVs, because I thought it was something for tree huggers and guys who wear hemp shoes and just boring. I never saw them as a performance option until we built a K3V and I'm blown away. I can't even, I'm ashamed to tell you guys, I I don't even enjoy my petrol cars that much. Now, I'm building a pretty radical petrol vehicle right now, which may be one of the last petrol cars I do build, but it's absolutely fantastic, you know? Favorite exotic car, as well, Parsi? I would say, hmm, the Porsche 918 Spyder. It has the right amount of EV technology mixed with petrol goodness. And it's just a a marvel from Porsche engineering perspective. So I like that very much, you know? jdm for life says, so BC, with EV making a huge presence on the automotive world, is there special tools that need to diagnose them if they get issues? Yes. Just like any, I'm going to tell you something, just like any high-performance engine, yes, they are. Some systems, including what I use in the K3, has onboard diagnostic capabilities. So OBD2, you can actually use OBD2 to diagnose and see what's going on. that happens with a lot of vehicles nowadays. Now above and beyond that would you be shocked to know that modern-day petrol engines have more challenges and more sensors and more interaction going on than EVs? Yes, not only by having less moving parts and less need to change oil and maintenance and leaking all that fun stuff, EVs are pretty less complex than petrol cars. So you can tune them, you can diagnose them and I look forward to the day that when your car needs service, your EV needs service, it will literally notify you and drive itself to a service station, get repaired and come back. How crazy is that? It's going to happen, guys. What are your thoughts on electric turbos like torque amp? Did you test any of them? Would you like to? So raw Motorsports, I would like to. I saw torque amp. They had a display with my partners at uh, SEMA. And the partner, of course, being DynaPak And I saw it for firsthand. It looks like a very novel concept and that's very good because no matter what, whether you're using a supercharger and you're cogging a belt directly to the crankshaft or using wasted energy via exhaust gas, velocity, heat, and um, radiation to turn a turbine wheel, still having a turbine wheel in the path flow of exhaust does pose a restriction and that takes energy to push out of the internal combustion engine. So anything that can allow to remove that from, this, from the equation can be a bane. A boost, bane, you name it. So that being said, I think it's fantastic. I just haven't had the opportunity to play with one. Andy's here! He said, sorry, he's late to the party. So for those of you who don't know Andy Blackmore, he did a livery on this, a very talented individual. And as a matter of fact, the next vehicle I'm building right now is petrol. And Andy was kind enough to also join us in designing that. And I'm here at Brixton and Forge, Andy, talking to the guys from Brixton Forge about working with you on some pretty cool wheel design. So it's gonna be absolutely fantastic. And Andy. Thanks for your genius. Thanks for being who you are, which is fantastic. Kovolt says, last petrol build, I guess we successfully converted BC. Yes, you have Kovolt. I am being completely transparent with you guys. I like the sound of petrol cars. They're really cool and everything, but I'm an enthusiast first, even before I say an engineer. Enthusiast first, engineer. And I'm telling you, the acceleration of electric setup is just ridiculous. And the lack of guilt, not spewing out tidal into the atmosphere, or combustion elements, I, I really like that a lot. And it's, it's weird, I've never had so much attention in my life with this, without making any noise. You know, usually you make this loud noise and people oh might look up, but I pull up in the K3 and it's quiet, people are like freaking out. It's amazing, you know? Is the F23A a good platform? It is a good platform, sir, um, as Blackowski. But I prefer the F22A on VTEC, and why? Even though the F23 has a higher displacement in the crankcase, it does have narrower rod bearings compared to F22A, and the head flow, despite being a VTEC engine, flows less than F22A, and costs a little bit more. So you can see F22As everywhere in junkyards though, all in the cores, and early, year, early model year Odysseys, and some base model Preludes. It is my engine of choice when it comes to natural aspiration and since they're already 8.8 to 1 in terms of compression from factory, you can boost them out the gate, which is pretty good, you know? What is the cheapest car to convert to EV? That's kind of difficult, you know, to to really ascertain. I would say maybe the most cost-effective car to convert without doing a lot of hacking would be a Boxster. You can find Porsche Boxsters with blown engines for like a couple grand, $1,500. And it provides a platform that's very easy to do a conversion in with a small drive unit from, let's say, a Tesla. So it's very easy to do that. When you start uh, using platforms that don't lend themselves very well to a mid or rear rear engine layout, you start having an opportunity where you have to do a lot of fabrication and and, and surgery. So it does take a little bit more effort and expense to be able to convert. But with the Boxster being how open it is in the rear, you can easily put a small drive in it, it looks like it fits in there and just makes simple mounts and you're good to go. Do it, do it, do it Epic EpiRider, I just made sir. What engineering do you specialize in or what did you major in? Well I majored in chemical engineering and you say, well, what am I BC? You're a chemical engineer, what are you doing with cars, right? Well it was a perfect curriculum for me and I'll tell you why. Especially in the petrol region arena, um, being a chemical engineer we had the opportunity to take raw materials and convert to useful products. and that. To be able to do that properly, you have to have a very solid background in chemistry, of course. In mechanical engineering, because as you design plants, you have to have a very strong background in that. In civil engineering, because of course structures are involved when you're designing a complex. In electrical engineering, because all your processes have to be wired up. Um, it's a very, in mathematics, of course, physics, it is a very well-balanced engineering curriculum, because you have to put your hand in different things. Like, if you study computer science and engineering, you're kind of limited there, or EE. ME but with chemical engineering you have to touch in all different facets of engineering so it made me a better engineer when it came to automotive everything from me making my own fuels to understanding heat and energy conservation to being able to design components that can allow for efficiency that's all the things we think of as a chemical engineer right and then as you take it forward think about now that i'm delving into the EV realm when it comes to efficiency there and even battery technology i can dust off my books and get to it again so it's, it's amazing you know Max PPRIV is asking, is your 95 935 EV all drive a drive? It's rule drive. It's only rule drive. It's my first one and it's pretty good. Ooh, stick EV is getting exciting. It is indeed, sir. It is indeed. What new EVs coming out today or soon have parts your itching to pull out for conversions like GMs or tuning in batteries or ludicrous mega efficient motor units? Well, two things. I love the 800 volt systems and the technology that's in the take on but I'm also itching to get information about the new plug system from Tesla. Those two are pretty good, you know? Um, no, it, it was, don't do it, the F23 says again. <laughs> it's so bad, Ken. Are you planning to swap other electric powers, power use into other cars? Yes, I do. Um, I just love the technology, and believe it or not, a lot of manufacturers have done the hard work for us. I look forward to the day when swaps with a common manufacturer may be as ubiquitous as what you may see with ls swap which is pretty exciting so you see have people ls swap everything who knows would it be something from tesla would it be the model three setups would it be the new plaid setups would it be something from porsche would it be something from vw only time will tell but it's going to happen and especially now in california where we're really being pushed towards that kind of technology it's amazing that I can have something this this fast and this robust and it's entertaining and I don't have to worry about emissions. I can just go and pass them all. What I do foresee, however, is some type of regulation, which needs to happen, to make sure that people do these these, uh, conversions safely, because a lot of things can go wrong very quickly. So some of the mistakes that we can get away with on petrol engines, you cannot do that on EVs at all. You know? What is the best EV technology as Giovanni Motorsports? um, In my opinion, AC. So yes, there are companies that still sell DC setups with DC motors, but I like alternating current setups that are typically three-phase with brushless motors. Those are really the way to go. Um, I'm still torn between radio and axial motors. Radio being the type that you may see with Tesla is kind of barrel style and axial is what you may see with companies like YASA that are kind of like a pancake. Um, because the YASA gives you a smaller footprint and amazing torque, but you have to stack them to get a decent amount of performance like I, like I would like. While the commercially available um, uh, barrel style, those are quite ubiquitous nowadays. So, but I prefer AC systems. How did you learn so many engineering fields? Just seems quite overwhelming. It's not Raven, it's actually quite interesting. So I've always been a curious person from childhood, from when I was younger. So when you're studying chemical engineering like I did, you have electives you can take, and I took as many electives as I could in mechanical engineering because I was really interested in that. So to complete your degree curriculum, you can take classes in, in, in statics, in mathematics, in physics in chemistry, in organic chemistry, in physical chemistry, and that's what chemical engineering. You can take EE as well, which I took. You can take computer programming, which I took. You can take drafting, which I took then, but now you can do something like computer aided drafting or CAD classes. All of those things go towards your curriculum to allow you to graduate. So. You end up getting this very well balanced. You can even take a lecture in aerospace engineering if you want to, if you want to get composites and design and aerodynamics, which I wish I did in retrospect. I should have taken that class. I heard it was an easy A, and I didn't take it. I should have. I hate easy stuff, right? Thank you for all your efforts, says John Clue. Thank you so much. My pleasure, indeed. And once again, guys, for those of you who don't know, I am here at Brixton Forged at their headquarters in Beverly Hills, California. And these are guys who make amazing wheels for both on road, off road use, and racing. They're amazing, talented individuals. And um, originally from Canada, came down here in the United States, and they're making things happen. They're right here in Beverly Hills. And I look forward to today, which will happen fairly soon, when I'll have three BC Motor 935s sitting in the showroom, just chilling for like a good three weeks or so, just sitting here for everyone to just come by and take a look and see what's going on, you know? Do you think that MR2 would be a good candidate for a model S swap? I think so. Um, would it be feasible to put a large drive unit? Yes, but it would be really tight and may require a little bit of massaging. But it would take very well to a front drive unit or a smaller rear drive unit by all means. You know. You attended Cal Poly Pomona? No. That was my first choice and they had the cool uh, quarterly system, but I ended up going to Lo- Cal State Long Beach because at the time I lived close to that. I started off in, Living in uh, uh, Santa Fe Springs area. I would say more like uh, uh, Whittier. And then I ended up moving to Compton, which <laughs> is crazy, but it was still closer to Cal State Long Beach. And that's why I ended up attending, which is pretty cool. let um, see, so, oh, I missed something here. Uh, High costly, says F1 Chad. Might it be or worth it updating a 914 to an EV? Are you planning a project with one? So I do have a, a 76 2.0. 914, which is an amazing candidate. You look at the engine bay, it's just begging for the power, efficiency, and just amazing finesse of an EV conversion. But EV conversions today are still a pretty penny. And the controllers are being becoming more cost-effective thanks to people like AEM, EV. But the batteries are still one of the most, if not the most, expensive part of a build. And you can even get to repurpose batteries to get a decent amount of range or kilowatt hours, you're gonna be spending north of definitely $5,000, and that's repurposed ones, which you don't know how good they are, if they have dead cells, if they're sitting out in the sun, who knows, and if you get new battery packs, which there's some available, I think OxDrive is coming out with one, those are north of $15,000, so it can end up ramping up pretty quickly. And you get things like BMS, and things just to keep things very safe for you, the battery management system, and you start adding up wiring and battery management system and contactors and fuses and boxes and fabrication, it's easy to go north of seventy thousand dollars. It really is easy to do that. There are people who get into it, and you may see these packages where, oh, EV conversion for nine thousand dollars, for eight thousand dollars. That's a good way to get someone in. And once you buy those components, it starts racking up. Now, if you're very clever and very good with your hands, you can fabricate your wiring. You understand the concepts. You may be able to, you know, look around and find a cheap motor here and a cheap controller here and do some open source stuff here, and you can probably build one cost effectively. But I really like commercially available items that have been vetted and validated and hence if I'm building something like this one cost me well into six figures. Well into it to build. It was, damn near took a loan to build this thing, it was very expensive. And I'm still experimenting with it, um, playing around with some stuff. Hello Shell, how are you? Thank you so much for joining my Tech Tuesday this afternoon, can you believe this is 151 episodes back to back, unfailingly, no matter where I am in the country or the world. And I love you guys. You guys are my family. I love everything that you guys do and all of the support as well. Help me make a kit for my wagon. I'm down, David. I'm down to do some cool stuff, you know? Plan to take your 935 pex Peak? Absolutely max PPRLV. And what I'm working on in the next few weeks is battery management. And it was something that's very important to me because recently in Southern California, we've had some very hot days. And it's very important for me to try and manage that. I don't want any thermal runaway. And you know what happens when you have batteries that run away thermally? fires. (laughs) fires. <laughs> so that being said, I'm working diligently. Even though right now I'm air-cooled and convection, I'm going diligently to upgrade to a liquid cool system. And if need be, go to some kind of refrigerant exchange because that's very, very important for me indeed. You know? Thank you so much, Shell. appreciate the kind words indeed. Um, do you think electric powertrain swaps are becoming more popular than other forms of car modeling? Not quite. So think about this, guys. Even today, in the automotive community, EVs only make about two, two and a half percent of all car sales, as we sit today. But that's changing. As you look at where all the manufacturers, you name it, from the big three here to the big four in Europe, to the Asian companies, everyone is really investing heavily in EV technology. And I, as enthusiast, I see a bright light on where this is going. Not only from a perspective of fun and enjoyment, but even the sound, it's not quiet. I have from the back of the K3, it's opening. Here I have the engine motor noise pumping into the cabin. So it has this mechanical, almost supercharger wine that's quite intoxicating, which is crazy, right? So, will it get there? Yes, but I see a lot more people doing more conversions. And now that California is really incentivizing people to do it, I see more and more. And I have no problem leading the pack when it comes to performance EVs. I just love the performance of electric motors. It's just absolutely bonkers, you know? What are some of the mods you recommend for beginners and aspiring tuners? Well, if you're talking about the petrol side, it's very simple the very quintessential trio, intake, header, exhaust, right? Now, something's happening very quickly with modern day technology and modern vehicles. We can now, through OBD, flash vehicles, sometimes bench flash them, to tune them and get more power from them, that the OEMs tend to leave on the table for economy, uh, safety, and God, who knows what people gonna do with the car reasons. So there's opportunities there. So intake, header, exhaust, I may add even flash to that trio, make it a quad. But it's also very important to be able to get a head wrapped around what you're doing. So classes like EFI 101 with Ben Strader or even HP Academy you may see on YouTube can be a very good way for you to learn the basics of tuning and be able to explore that accordingly. When it comes to the EV world, that is constantly evolving every week. So we have companies like ourselves with the BC Moto EV Motor Division that can help you with your conversions and help point you in the right direction. And you have other companies out there, GT Electric, EV West, who can help point you in the right direction as well. Um, But we really want to walk down the path that most people are afraid to walk down. And I am here to be able to share information so we all can benefit. Because I know how difficult it was, how hard it was for me to understand simple things like, wait a minute, I need a charger on my EV car, I have a charger on my wall at home or in my shop. Why do I need a charger on board? No one explained the reason why I need a charger and why the charger that's on the wall is actually a safety device and not really a charging system itself where converts the AC to DC, the charger itself is usually on board on the cars. But I didn't know that. So where can we go to understand that? Maybe I should do a YouTube channel and just dedicate it towards education on EVs. Maybe I should do that above and beyond what I'm doing here on Tech Tuesday, you know? Kevin, ITB Kevin, who's driven the K3V, who's driven that by the way, said yes, it sounds like the Jetsons car. It sure does. It sounds pretty cool. I like it. And if you hear the scream, didn't they just have the um, MAC e that uh, Ford just put together? That I believe, um, what's his name? Uh, Von Gittin Jr. drove. You see how that thing screams like a banshee? That thing is awesome. I just love the sound. It's, it's different. And I say this almost every Tick Tuesday, right? Petrol cars are cool, but after driving a performance EV, it feels like I was more connected to the road with a performance EV because I can hear the tires. I can hear the creaks in the car. I, can, I have a better connection to the road and I feel the petrol tends to, the sound and vibration tends to dampen my senses when it comes to what the road is doing with the car. It's really crazy bananas indeed. just very different, you know? Been watching some of the Formula E, says Jaden Jayden and see they use liquid nitrogen to cool down the batteries fast. Do you think we'll be able to push electric car performance further? Yes. Think about it, guys. Petrol vehicles have had a good 100 years advantage over EVs and as time progresses, not only will cell technology improve, which it does almost every month, but a time will come where you'll be able to charge very quickly or do hot swaps very easily. And have cells that don't create a lot of heat when you pull them. So, yes, you do need some kind of cooling mechanism, especially if you're pushing batteries as we sit today with today's technology, but that will continue to evolve as time progresses. You know how we had air cooled engines and water cooled engines and then more heat exchange opportunities and different metals and all of that good stuff? The same thing's gonna happen in the EV world, but much more rapidly, which is amazing, you know? You should make a new YouTube video about all the car sounds that you have made. Said says Reef, that's a good idea. I like how you think, sir. I like how you do it, too. Give me this Porsche, says guys. I wish I had the resources to do that. Plus, I'm still spending with her. But for a small fee, maybe one day she'll go to a new home. You never, never, ever know. Hello, Porsche all the way in Liverpool, UK. Good seeing you, indeed. I miss you out there. I, I need to come and see you very soon, by all means, um, once this whole rubbish comes to pass, you know? Do you think Formula E will take over Formula One in the future? I do think so in the future. Um, there may be a combination of that, but I do see that. Do I see disappearing completely? No, there's still that need for that wonderful sound, but um, yeah, things are changing rapidly. I, I foresee some major things happening. Build me a little Porsche, says Porsche register. I am down, sir. Let me know when, we'll make it happen. <laughs> Is there any way to get additional and additive to add oxygen in my fuel? Yes, Royal Motorsport, plenty. There are oxygen that exist. Even companies like VP, they're all of them based fuels that have oxygen that you can do. I mean, the, what's, a, what's a good one? Um, what's a good fuel? Let's say, MS-109. That's a 109 octane fuel that I think is unleaded, yes, that has an oxygen net, which is pretty nice. So yes, you can definitely do that, by all means, you know? Can I have the wagon then? Says it. McKenna. As soon as I'm done with it, maybe you will. I'm sure you may. You just may. Two stroke Formula One. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What do you think of all the advances that have been made in drag racing with four cinders or with nitromethane? So, Giovanni, I think that they've been scratched the surface. I think their natural aspirated setup that are in eights now, I foresee they're going to get faster. I think some people are playing with mags now. and. As time progresses, they'll faster. They should be faster because nitro is a very potent fuel with a very high caloric content. So, can someone do sevens nitroaspirated? aspirated? I believe so. Think of it as when you think when you compare blown nitro, even nitromethane cars to like boosted V8s, they tend to almost run similar times. So, I foresee when nitro aspirated four cylinders will run similar times to boosted four cylinders using nitro methane alone. You know. What progress have you done on the roles and what have you learned so far from it? Nothing whatsoever, Kovolt. One thing about me is I'm extremely just swamped with customer projects. So the Rose in-house is something that's kind of a personal build and even the guys from Brixton today asked me about that. It's just really been sitting as I try and catch up with some of my customer builds and the more I build and get things out the door, more builds come in, which is a great thing. So I'm very fortunate that we continue to get great business from clients all around the world. And I would just have to get to that on weekends that I have free. Usually my weekends are reserved for my own, my own projects. But recently, just to catch up, I've been working with client builds on weekends instead. So it's, it's pretty crazy, you know? Um, make the inside seat. daylight again. It's too tough. My goodness. I wish I could clone myself. It's just not possible for me to... There are not enough hours in a day for me to take care of my responsibilities and go play on my own cars. And I can't be selfish to tell customers, oh, guys, go to Blazes. I'm going to work on my own car. I just can't do that. So I have to take care my commitments first and then with spare time, work on my own projects indeed. You know? BC, thank you for helping me get through a tough time in my life, says Joker. Um, I've been following you since you were drag racing the CRX. I hope you United States reached the top like you have. Thanks for all your help. I appreciate the kind of words, Joker. I'm just trying to be there for all of you, being that person I needed when I was younger. So Joker, please stay focused, do what you need to do. Stay persistent, stay motivated. And the world is your oyster. You can make great things come true. I came here with nothing, and I've achieved so much, and I barely even scratched the surface. And there's more to come. Maybe the time will come where my company just do so well on its own. I can get to finishing my wagon and finishing my insights and doing some experimentation. But right now, it's all hands on deck with the team and I to make sure our customers are taken care of. Have you seen the Yamaha EV crate motor option? Yeah, I did see that, Ken. Um, I just didn't like the power output. It was kind of the kilowatt hour output was too low for me. I like performance. I think that would be a good crate engine for a commuter car, but I like performance. Ken, you know me. You've known me for years. You know how crazy I am about that, so I love that, you know? We want to see the inside flying. I'll try and get to you as soon as I can, sir. Um, and I don't want to tell my customers to go away, but I'll try my best to manage my time even crazier, or clone myself. And I'll definitely get to that even sooner. Booked them busy one This is Ima Thank you one. Nedalum no. Oh, the money we put in moto mbona. Um, kama ngo, he shili ke. Eben ni kusmanadiyogwa ni eputemoto. Ngagano moto half fast eh, and then afterwards maybe ohere kwe, moike rwanken. So onga una bata mbombo, ni kaba bata kanu ingenaka, ngole mwenken. Hmm. So I speak to him in my language, which is pretty crazy indeed. You know. Um, hello, Irwin BB6. Good seeing you. How much weight and horsepower says Gunnars is my 935, so that weighs in at a Feathery, and I say that for the EV, 2681, 2681 pounds, and the power is 475 kilowatts, which is 636 horsepower, and it's amazing indeed, you know? F22 head, F23 bottom end, stage 2 BC cam, made 230, 234, that's amazing. Um, yes, a level three cam will help more. And I don't know what, what compression you're running because those engines love compression too. Top speed of E-Porsche, based upon my single drive application on the transaxle, my gearing at my 27.7 diameter tire size, my top speed is 165 at my RPM limit of 18,200 RPMs. So if I want to do some crazy half mile stuff, I'd have, to, I'd have to change my final drive and or my tire diameter to be able to improve that significantly. So guys, that is my Tech Tuesday for today. I really appreciate you guys coming in and listen to my thoughts on EV conversions and the future of motorsports and really cool things when it comes to um, the BMW designs. And thank you, Brixton Forge, for allowing me the opportunity here to use your wonderful facility. And I look forward to working with all of you here, at Brixton, and creating some cool things. And this year, guys, we're gonna just go bananas. It's gonna be great projects coming in. Thank you, all of you, for all your support. And um, by all means, I look forward to you guys staying safe, and seeing you next week, and having a great time together. This will be up here on IGTV indefinitely, and edited portions will be on YouTube and also on the local podcasts. If you whether you have Anchor, Spotify, um, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, it'll be up there. Just do a search for PC Moto, and you can be able to see it. Greetings from Chile as well, Max. Thank you so much. Take care, and see you soon. Stay safe, guys. Bye bye. Cheers.